Hey, it's Alicia and Jason, and we are in progress for good. This is our journey to living intentional. So we've got four kids and have been married for what feels like forever. So join us as we share all about our lives. That means the great times, but also the really crappy ones too. If you like what you hear, you should subscribe. Or you can follow us on social media at In Progress for Good. Hey guys, welcome back. So here we are, episode two. Episode two. Yeah. We made it. <laughs> it's like we're professionals. No, not quite. <laughs> um, so we thought today, we've been given the podcast like a lot of thought about what we should name it and um, just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and had a couple ideas that we were going to go with. We've thought about it for days and <laughs> tried multiple things, tried to do play on words. Um, I looked at all the social media tags and it was kind of hard, but um, yeah. Ultimately, I think that we, as we talked about it and, and kind of pondered on it each night, we we went back to what we've known for a while. So many of you probably don't realize, but I started a blog, well, gosh, probably years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, seven, eight years. Maybe even longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the blog's called In Progress for Good. And I started this blog literally documenting an uphill journey in my life, both physically and emotionally and really every, every way you can imagine and, you know, documented on and off the ups and the downs and the winds and the falls. And it's kind of been my motto for a long time, like, Hey, I'm still in progress. I'm going to be in progress for good because this is a lifelong journey to try and just overcome some of these skeletons and and these obstacles in my life. And so as we were talking about this and talking about a podcast name, we it kind of morphed into, you know, this isn't just about a personal journey anymore. It's really become a relationship journey and it's kind of cool because it's taken on a we're in progress for good. It's no longer like Alicia in progress for good and not saying that like that you haven't worked on anything, you know, personally, but mm-hmm. just that we've really kind of been focused together for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this because there was a time when her blog was up and she was posting about herself and, you know running a marathon and working out. And what happened was she was all excited, gung ho, and I'm doing this. Whereas I was like, eh, I don't care about exercising. I don't, you know, I don't care about what I eat. Um, Supportive of me. Supportive, but at the same time detrimental to you because while you were trying to eat right, I was eating bad. And what's funny is we were talking about it and it actually flip-flopped quite a few different times where I don't know if she got sick of watching me eat terribly and says, if whatever, I'm going to do this, if you're not, or I'm going to, I'm going to eat bad food because you are. And then all of a sudden I would get the 
I'm going to work out itch and start working out and start eating right and start, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing to try to get healthy. And it kind of did that for a couple years where it was a back and forth. We weren't on the same page. It's almost like we were sabotaging one another, but not helping one another out. Yeah, definitely like opposite pages or opposite books even. And I feel like, I mean, I've watched you kind of yo-yo up and down, you know, you lose 50 pounds and then slowly gain it back. And as you're gaining it back, I'm starting to lose, you know, up to like what, 80 pounds or something. And then I start gaining my back and, and it was like, we were the reverse of each other. It was frustrating because even when like we'd try to motivate each other to like, Hey, let's, let's do this together. And it just never, never matched up. And I think it was more than years. It was really like the last decade plus of our life that we've, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know myself, like my whole adult life, the majority majority of it, I have spent overweight. Mm-hmm. I, I have as well. I come out of high school, you know, playing football, playing sports, best shape of my life. Actually, the year after high school, I was in the best shape of my life. Low body fat percentage. I was at the gym every day doing everything. And then when I turned about 19, I think it was maybe 20, that's when I stopped going to the gym. I was more focused on um, getting a job to make money, you know, hanging out with friends, partying, all that other stuff. And it's like it caught up to me. And for the majority of my adult life, I have been overweight. In my mind, I don't think I'm overweight because I still like think I can do things as if I was not. Um, But I pay for it. Um, Yeah, I think... I mean, it's, it's been interesting. I think sometimes we've been each other's best advocate and sometimes we've been each other's worst enemy in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that co, what is it? Um, codependency. codependency that we've had on each other. And, you know, as, as we've each taken individual journeys, we've never really taken the time to focus on how we can merge this journey together. And I think, I mean, as we look at our relationship, I mean, we've been together a long time, obviously like 15 years now, but I wouldn't say that we've ever had like great communication. Mm -mm. Um, We've talked. We've about the weather. About the weather. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's code for like kids and life and just, I mean, we What's communicate. Going on, yeah, yeah, we we collaborate on what needs to be done and what needs to happen, but it was never really any more than that. Yeah, I would agree. I I feel like what we have now, what we've—I don't even know how long has it been. The last couple of weeks, last month. I think we've been working on it longer, that but we've definitely made huge strides in the last the last month or so. Mm-hmm. I feel like our communication now, before we'd get in a sense where we'd be working out, we'd have a hard day, and like late at night, it'd be like, "Hey, you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay, I'm gonna go to Taco Bell. 
okay, get me some food. It wasn't a, I was a too afraid to, you know, communicate with my wife or, or be held accountable or held, hold her accountable in the eating aspect of it. Whereas now it's, Hey, I'm really struggling. I want to go get some food and we'll say, no, you know, I, 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 we need to hold each other accountable and we're not afraid to say that to one another. And I think that's where the communication comes in. You know, we, we were open to talking to one another instead of not wanting to have that conflict and just giving in and and going for it. I think that, I mean, we've, obviously I knew that relationships take work and communication takes work, but I don't think, I don't, to be honest, I think that each of us would try and communicate at times, but never again, never on the same page. And it was almost like that. Well, I already tried, so I'm done trying and, and vice versa. And I think that finally we're realizing, no, this is a joint effort every day. And in order to become stronger, both physically and emotionally and in every, you know, spiritually, every, every aspect of our life, we have to communicate and, and that just makes us stronger as a unit. And it's been fun to kind of see. What do you think, Jace, what do you think is different this time than in the times before when we've tried to venture down this road of figuring life out? Um, I think this time, the fact that, and this is just my opinion, you might have a different one. I feel like we're both on the same page. We both want the same thing. Um, I feel like, you know, listening to some other podcasts and having each other be vulnerable to one another. Um, I'm the type of person where my attitude towards life is I have two emotions. I'm happy or I'm mad. <laughs> You know, and you have no idea how many times I've heard that in my life from him. (laughs) (laughs) And and I feel that's been very detrimental to our relationship because there are other feelings that are involved and there's the the communication and and me opening up and saying, hey, you know, this is how I feel or I don't even know I'm trying to not be more emotional, but show more emotions and be able to communicate better because I've always been terrible with words. I can never express myself and I I've struggled with it many times. Whereas Alicia, she's very good with words. She's very good at telling her feelings and showing her feelings and, and, and doing that. And I feel like, both of us are trying for one another. I'm trying to talk in her love language and she's trying to talk in mine. And I feel like right now we're gelling really well and it just feels good. It really does. It Like I'm almost afraid to say anything because I'm like, I don't want to ruin this. Don't like jinx it. this is so, it's been refreshing. Like what I've, you know, hoped for. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but it's, it's like, Oh, maybe, you know, after 15 years, that's what it took is we finally like light bulb. Um, but it's, 
I definitely think, you know, after having many, 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 many conversations with you about communication and no, there's more feelings than just happy and mad. And, um, you know, there was a lot of frustration over the years from both of us, both angles of, you know, that nagging, like, no, you, from me, like me nagging you, trying to say, I need more. And you like, whoa, back off there. I'm, this is all you're going to get. But I think that ultimately it's been very beneficial for me to step back and realize the journey had to start with me. And, and no matter what I wanted from you, it, it ultimately came from something I was missing inside of me. And so by, by being able to work on myself emotionally, it's been interesting to watch you do the same. And I, and I feel it wasn't, I wasn't thinking in my head, like, I'm not giving you what you want, or I'm trying not to give you what you want. It's, I physically felt like I couldn't. Like there was a wall there. Like not even a wall. Like I just didn't know how, mm. and I didn't know how to communicate those feelings. And I'm not saying I'm the best at it now, but I, I feel like I'm not afraid to share whatever I need to share or say what I need to say, because I feel like in the past I would share something and it would lead into an argument or it would, you And it's know, scary to be vulnerable if you don't know what's going to come next. Well, being vulnerable and then being offended or being, or defending sure. yourself, it, it, it's hard because if you're vulnerable and you say something, you're saying something that that's hard to say, mm-hmm. or you're saying something that, you know, opens your defenses. Right. But if the other person doesn't, I don't want to say respect that, but if they don't, I don't even know what the word is. If they're not able to talk to you back um, or say something wrong and you get defend defensive about it, it, it's just hard. It makes you shut down. It makes you, makes you put back up that wall and you just, you don't do it. I think really it comes down to trust. And I've always, we've had trust in our relationship. You know, I, I trust you and I, I know that you're committed to me as your wife and I'm committed to you as my husband, but I don't think that there's been, I never thought of trust on a deeper level. Like I trust you completely with my feelings when I'm the most vulnerable and, um, you know, when it's scary for me to share, I I trust you. And that's, I think that's where our growth has happened. Yeah. I, I read a quote um, that I really loved and I think it kind of applies and it says, without trust, we don't truly collaborate. We merely coordinate at best. Oh, sorry. I read that wrong. Oh gosh. <laughs> See, I'm reading it without glasses. Without trust, we don't truly collaborate. We merely coordinate or at best cooperate. It is trust that transforms a relationship into a team. And I think that really sums up our relationship from from day one forward. I mean, not that there wasn't trust, but there wasn't emotional trust. Mm -hmm. And we were merely cooperating. That was the, hey, how's the weather conversation? 
oh, I'm going to take the kids here. And what time are you going to be home? And okay, what do you want for dinner? And I mean, that was really our day. It was the whole, we're roommates instead of husband and wife, you know, in a relationship. Which really at times came very close to ending us. Yeah. And, you know, that's scary to look back on of at just how close we've come to that multiple times. And I'm, I'm so grateful now looking back in, in the moment that we're in and, and I know that relationships have, you know, peaks and valleys, but right now we're, we're in a peak. And, and I feel like because we've started building that trust, that's a solid foundation to really collaborate with each other. I agree. And I think that's why we're doing this podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. So like we said at the beginning of the podcast, um, we're naming it in progress for good. Um, This was Alicia's motto for the longest time and still is. Um, Like my mantra over and over, like if I could have it in front of me every day like that you're in progress for good it's not about being perfect it's about just doing a little bit better the next time it's about getting up the next time when you fall down it's about one step in front of the other because the mountain's too big to to look that far ahead and that has always been something that has stuck with me as I've I've, I've taken this journey and I love now that we get to take it together because I, I literally feel like that's what we're doing in our relationship. Like, okay, today was good. Today we really connected. And, you know, if tomorrow we don't, then we go back to the drawing board and we say, what didn't work or what, what could we have done better? I think one of the big things that has helped us um, the last even just couple weeks is we've really been listening to the Hollis's podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I read her, I read Rachel's book, girl, wash your face. And I would recommend that. Um, and I'm obviously not getting paid to say that because this is podcast number two and we are literally making nothing on this. It's just because it's something that we can grow together doing. But that book really helped me to grow emotionally. And I love that I read it right at the time that she was starting this 90 day end of year challenge. The the challenge, if you're not aware, um, I think she's done it a couple years. I, I don't really remember, but I when I read about it this year, it basically focused on, you know, we put all this energy into January 1st. January 1st, I'm going to be a totally different person. I'm going to lose a million pounds, and I'm going to be a great mom, and I'm going to make a ton of money, and I'm going to... All of these goals, right? We make these big, ambitious, like start of the year, I'm a new person. And then it fizzles out. What? What? February? Um, A lot of times. I mean, if you, if you're out there and you go to gyms, you know, you know, the first three weeks of January, you probably shouldn't go because there's going to be so many people (laughs) there that you're not going to be able to get any of the machines, get any, any of the treadmills. Which is good. I mean, it's great that people are making goals. And that's when, you know, the gyms make all their money. But come the last week of January, the first week of February, it cuts in like, what, half? I don't even know. Three quarters of the people stop going. And, you know, I I felt the same way. I 
I haven't read the book. Um, I've listened to some of the podcasts. I've um, followed her on Instagram and and read some of her um, posts and stuff. And the last 90 days really hit me really hard because I was that person that this year I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to change my life. And... And get pumped about it. And like, get pumped, pumped about it. Go to the gym. And, and you know, I had an Apple Watch and you have those three, what is it? The activity, the Stand, stands, the and the move goal. And, like, I have them saved. I have pictures saved showing that I, from the first till I think it was about the June, I hit every single one of those. And I happened to fall asleep at like 11.50 on one and didn't hit one and it totally shot me down. But for years and years and years, I was that person that said, I'm setting this New Year's resolution. I'm starting January 1. And at some point in the first month, second month, third month, it fizzled out. And this whole um, last 90 days thing really hit me because it's like, I can do the last 90 days. I mean, it's not, to me, it's not a pressure, you know, thing. We have holidays, we have things like that, but I can, excuse me, get myself into shape. And then when January one comes around, instead of setting that new year's resolution, I'm already there. And so it kind of hit me and made my thought process, um, think a little differently about it. And I, I like it. Um, I know we're doing it and we'll see what happens. I'm excited too, because not only have I been, you know, I'm a big goal setter and no, I don't hit all my goals, but I, I definitely have that dream big, um, you know, growth mindset most of the time. But I, I realize as I've thought back over the past, I don't even know how many years that, you know, I do really good as the year starts and I'm excited and again, fizzle out. And by the time October comes and either I'm doing good and I let off the gas or I'm not doing good and I put it off. And it, it was really kind of a slap in the face when I think it was Rachel that said, the last 90 days, that's a quarter of your year. And if you're saying, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let off the gas for three months of the year because, you know, the holidays. Guys, we've got three holidays that fall in that time. Halloween, that's one day. Thanksgiving, also one day. And Christmas, one day. Instead of like my, it it was like this shift in my brain, like the holidays aren't month-long events. This is this is a time that you can be intentional. And I, trust me, I plan to enjoy my stuffing on Thanksgiving, but it doesn't give me, it, it does me no benefit to spend the whole month of November treating it as if it's a holiday. I think, and this happened this last week, we were, we were talking with um, someone and he he told us how many days, you know, or in the last 90 days over the holiday, how many meals are you going to eat in that 90 day period? And right now we're trying to eat six meals a day. So he's like times six meals times the days that are remaining 90 days. 
And he's like, how many mills, you know, are the holidays? Okay, so Halloween, you're what? If you go to a party, you're going to eat out, you're going to have some candy, count that as one or two mills. Thanksgiving, it's going to be one mill. Christmas, it's going to be one or two mills. Add in a couple family parties here and there. That's still such a small, small percentage of the 90 days. And yet, in my mind, for so many years, I've been just like, oh, it's holiday season. I can't start because I'm just doomed. It's holiday season. I guess I'll start in January. And so not only am am I starting behind where I could be, but I'm starting even further back because I almost self-sabotage during that time. And it give myself like that free pass. Like, it's okay. It's the holidays. I'm just going to keep shoving food in my mouth and not moving very much. And instead of, you know, being in spot A where I have X amount to lose, now I'm 15 steps backwards and to try and get back to where I was before the holidays. So I love the idea of being intentional. And I don't think I've done a good enough job of that throughout my life. And I, it's something that I'm really passionate about right now, because even in our kids, I think that we, we've kind of seen their eyes shift a little bit as we've started shifting how we do things. And the more intentional we become, the more that we see them become that too. And I can't think of anything more that I would want than to be that example for my, my children. So what do you mean by intentional? So intentional as in like, not just coasting, like I'm going to choose today to, to, to do what I say. Um, something big that I've done this month of October and even in September is I am, I am intentionally making myself a priority. And, you know, before I was willing to basically give up on myself first and break promises to myself and not follow through on things that I really wanted to do, but then I just get tired. So I just give up. And instead now I'm intentionally thinking things through. Do I want to go to the gym tonight? If I do, I better be ready to follow through with that. Because if I say yes, I'm not breaking a promise to myself because I'm important and I need to be intentional about that. Because the minute that I start putting that off, the minute is that's when everything starts to slip. And so by focusing and saying, what do I want to say yes to? What am I going to do? So for instance, October, I'm intentionally avoiding sugar. And I feel like I've done pretty well so far. We're on like day 11 and I've had zero candy and I'm not craving it. I'm not craving the sugar. I I had some headaches at first, but it's actually making me feel strong because I know that I'm important enough to keep that promise to. Come November, who knows? I, I may have a Milky Way. I love Milky Ways. But in October, I don't need it. I can do anything for 30 days and I can keep that promise to myself because I'm important. That's what I mean by intentional. So I, I intentionally messed up a couple days ago. <laughs> I had a sad day. I was all ready to go to the gym. Didn't end up going and I intentionally self-sabotaged myself and ate half a bag of pizza rolls. Okay, but finish that story now. So that was the night. The previous Jason that I've known for 
a lot of my life, would have woken up the next morning and still continued to be sad. <laughs> and have maybe donuts made, or go yeah. to the store. I, I would literally go to the store, be like, I'm craving donuts. I'm going to go get some. If it's five o'clock in the morning, whether I go to a donut shop or I go to Walmart, I would have went and got donuts. So instead, you were intentional in that moment and said, you know what? Last night was bad. And I did do that and you owned it. And you said, now this morning, I'm going to go to the gym. And that's what we did. (laughs) And that set the course off on a totally different foot. We have the power to change wherever we're at, whatever we're struggling with. And it just takes that focus. It takes that intentional desire to make the change. Well, not only that, but if you mess up, it's okay. Yes. It is okay to mess up. If you were perfect, I don't know. But it's okay to mess up as long as you decide that moment after, hey, I'm going to try to do a little better today. Mm -hmm. And that's what I need to get through my head because I've struggled many years thinking that I have to be perfect. I have to eat perfect. I have to exercise perfect. I have to do this perfectly or it's for nothing. And that's where the Apple Watch came in, where I have to hit every single goal every single day or I am not going to succeed. And it took me, what was it, June, July of missing one. And my life, like, I felt like my life was over. I missed it. And I just gave up on everything. And then it wasn't until later on in that year, I think it was about October, November, where it's like, you know what? If I miss it, it's okay. As long as I restart myself, I'll be fine. And it was a it was a mindset. I had to change my mindset in order to know it's okay to mess up. And and honestly, I yeah, I had pizza pockets. I was sad. I woke up. I didn't sleep that night because I had heartburn because of the sauce because that's what I usually get when I eat something tomatoey or spicy and it wasn't good and it reminded me the next morning and that's why I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym. This is a minor step back, but I'm going to better myself today and that's where that in progress, I mean progress, you're always moving forward and I feel like it. it's a great model to have and you know, it definitely, it definitely symbolizes where we're at. It, it, it says it all in that one statement in progress for good. And it's not health only. I mean, it's relationship. It's parenting, parenting. It's, it's mental status, career, it's everything. Cause you always want to propel yourself forward. And as long as you're in progress doing something, you're always going to succeed. There's no such thing as standing still. I I firmly believe that you are either progressing forward or you're regressing backward. There's there's no just you can't hit pause on your life. And think of that in terms of a relationship, in terms of a job, in terms of parenting. You're either making the effort to step forward and become a little bit better than you were yesterday or you're doing nothing which in turn is taking you back however many steps it takes before you figure out, no, I don't want this anymore. And it takes that 
that mindset, that, that turn. And so wherever you're at today, no matter what you're doing or where you're listening to this, you have the opportunity to change your mindset. You have the opportunity today to make progress in whatever goal that you, that is dear in your heart. And only you know those true goals and and those true desires. And the mind is powerful. The minute that you can shift that thinking and realize, you know what, it doesn't matter if I fall down 7 billion times. As long as I get up and stand up 7 billion and one times, I'm good. I'm, I'm continuing on with my journey. And that's what life's about. Life's about the journey. It's not about perfection. It's not about you know, that, I mean, it's not even about the end goal. It's about living and making the most out of where you're at and, and continuing to make yourself a little bit better every day. And so we hope as we share more about our journey and, and where we're headed and where we've been, we hope that you find a little something out of this. We hope that you can take a little moment and, and maybe switch that mindset even if it's just for 10 minutes, do something today to strengthen yourself and move yourself towards your goals. And I can promise you'll, you'll be grateful that you did. Um, follow us on Instagram. We, we've got that up and going in progress for good. We're also on Facebook. So check us out and let us know that you're listening. We, yeah, we appreciate you. Ask questions and other follow us. Um, we will be real. Um, we'll show you when we're doing good. We'll tell you and show you when we're doing bad. Um, we're hoping to, you know, be get healthy. Yeah. Be good. And we want to be real. Life's not about perfection. And sometimes social media can, can paint a, a pretty picture and I can promise you our picture has not been pretty. I mean, yeah, we're in a great spot right now, but boy, we've had some ugly times and, and there's moment, you know, there's things that we've learned from it and I'm excited to share those with you, um, together because they just help us to continue to grow too. So check us out again next week and, uh, again, reach out to us and say, hi, have a good day. Thanks for listening and we'll see you later. 